Big Stories of the Day. Hashtag SAFM Sunrise. Well, many major people, ca- countries that use cars, so think of the European Union, think of the UK, uh, they're looking at phasing out fossil fuels and making it illegal to buy new cars with internal combustion engines. In other words, you wouldn't be able to buy cars with petrol and diesel engines. We export a lot of cars to those countries. We have a whole policy around it. It's really, really important to our economy. Think of what happens around Roslyn and Swane. Think of parts of East London and Krabecha uh, as well. All of that is around the car industry. We stop making those cars, our economy is in much more serious trouble. And if we don't change the cars that we make, well, we'll have no choice. We won't be able to sell the cars that we make. Finally, this week, the Minister of, 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 of uh, Trade, Industry and Competition, Ibram Patel, has explained what kind of policy government is going to be following. We are expecting more incentives and more information uh, from the finance minister, Inokorangwane in his February budget. Mikhail Mabasa is the CEO of the National Association of Automobile Manufacturers of South Africa. Mikhail, good morning and thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. So we know a bit more about the policy. You've waited for this policy for quite a long time. Is it going to help? Is it the right policy for the industry? It's absolutely a very useful uh, gesture from government uh, because it sends a very clear uh, first signal, uh, Stephen, that the industry has been waiting for uh, for the longest time. Um, because investors, uh, not just only in South Africa, but anywhere else in the world, before they put money into any market, they look at the regulatory environment in that market, uh, stability of the markets, um, and, and, and so on and so forth. So in South Africa, uh, investors have been coming through and they, they've been asking very, very difficult questions and have not been able to get some of the answers. And I think this white paper that the minister announced this week uh, is a very, very welcoming um, you know, early Christmas present for us as a sector so that we can really be able to uh, reassure all those investors that South Africa is definitely a place where they can be able to come in and put their money. It's taken a long time, though, hasn't it? I mean, isn't that one of the problems? It's taken a lot longer than than maybe it should have. Absolutely, and uh, and, and and obviously, um, you know, unlike many other policies where the South African government has the luxury uh, to draft its own policy at its own pace. Um, and uh, respond to you know to those changes as they require. In this case, unfortunately, the trendsetters are not uh, in South Africa. We have obviously other markets that have uh, been uh, on this game much earlier than we have been. And I think you know the competition is really between governments at, uh, um, uh, you know around the world. You know, if you look at, for example, what's happening in Europe, you look at what's happening in China. Uh, those uh, governments have been absolutely very clear uh, some time ago, and we needed, obviously, the South African government to also uh, stay the course and obviously respond much earlier. But we are where we are now. We are happy that at least there is now a clearer policy uh, reforms that the minister has announced. There's a suggestion from the minister that actually we could produce our first electric vehicles to sell, to export. By 2026, I mean, I realize that a large parts of electric cars and petrol and diesel cars are the same. The doors work, I presume, in the same way. But a big part of them is very different. Could we really do it by 2026? Well, I think it depends, uh, Stephen, also on the different strategies. Because remember, we've got seven manufacturing OEMs in South Africa today, and each one of them has a different strategy. Uh, we do know that many of them are currently calibrating their uh, manufacturing processes, they're looking at their lines, 
Uh, we also do have, um, you know, uh, OEMs that are already producing uh, new energy vehicles, not necessarily battery electric, but uh, hybrid and also plug-in hybrids. I mean, Toyota in Durban is already producing a Toyota Cross. Mercedes-Benz in East London is producing a plug-in C-Class. Uh, uh, BMW uh, four months ago announced that they will also be producing an X3 uh, from Roslyn. And then a month ago, also Ford Motor Company also announced in Silverton that they will also be producing a plug-in uh, Ford Ranger as well from their plant. So uh, manufacturers are already gearing themselves. If you look at the, the employees, many of their employees are going through some very rigorous training because they also know that their skills that are currently in the system that are not going to be required as we move into this new technology uh, and they're now reskilling uh, their employees so that they can be ready for this particular change. So there's already a lot of work that all our OEMs are currently doing in preparation for the uh, evolution. And it could be that uh, some of them would actually take this adoption much earlier than uh, the date that the minister has announced. Um, there's a lot going on in the car industry around the world, but also here. Um, and within all of this change, companies are going to have to invest money in changing what they make. You talk about the training, that's an investment that costs the companies money. There was that comment by Volkswagen, I forget the person's name now, but the senior executive who sort of said they're battling a bit in South Africa. I think we're one of their biggest, and we have been one of their biggest uh, branches for a very long time outside Germany. Are you worried that actually for a, lo- a large number of, for some of the car companies, that South Africa may just not be viable if you look at load shedding and Transnet? Well, look, I think the comments that uh, Thomas Schaefer made um, earlier in the month um, are commonly shared views uh, across the sector. It's not a, a, a unitary point uh, that VWV, uh, I mean, VWSA was making. Uh, I think many um, you know, companies are equally frustrated that uh, some of the challenges that they have currently in the, in the market, uh, unfortunately, they don't have similar challenges elsewhere around the world. Uh, because remember, Stephen, it takes us about eight days um, you know, as a sector to be able to bring vehicles from Europe into South Africa and another eight days to take them back. Because 64% of what we're producing in South Africa goes out of the country and they go into different markets, particularly Europe. You have markets now like uh, Morocco, you've got Egypt, you've got Nigeria. Uh, in Africa, many of whom who have already raised their hands and they're saying, we also want the pie uh, you know, of the automotive industry and we want to play in that market. It takes Morocco only four hours to be able to move uh, their vehicles across the channel. Um, and then obviously that eight days that I spoke about when they get to South Africa, they then also have additional challenges in Transnet itself to be able to process those vehicles uh, to be offloaded from all those ships that are coming through and so on. So the, the logistics um, you know, space and the challenges that we have within Transnet are absolutely a very, very massive uh, challenge. And also in, in, in terms of production, many of our lines are also uh, interrupted you know, momentarily by load shading and so on. And that obviously has um, you know, those um, uh, very, very uh, specific challenges that uh, these investors are currently looking at. And they're saying, you know, is it still uh, attractive for us to stay in South Africa? But many of them have actually made that commitment. Uh, and we are now working very closely with government so that we can try and see how best we can support uh, in resolving uh, these imminent challenges that we're currently having. Mikhail Mabasa, thank you. CEO of the National Association of Automobile Manufacturers of South Africa.